This is Government Gone Digital. I'm Dana Birchman, Chief Digital Officer here in Gilbert, Arizona, and I'm here today with three of my most fabulous team members, Jennifer Harrison, still getting used to that new name. I can't believe it. Jennifer, who is that? (laughs) Well, I introduce you as Jennifer, and then it'll slowly evolve back to Jen in a a few minutes. She's Jen (laughs) to all of us. And Derek Konofowski and Melissa Cannon. And I wanted to bring you three in particular here, although I think that the majority of our team falls in this category, to talk about millennials in the workplace, and specifically in government, because it's one thing I keep hearing. In fact, um, we're talking a lot about jobs of the future and creating jobs, you know, that would want to we would want to attract kind of these next generations of workers. And um, millennials are the most socially minded generation in this country, but they are woefully underrepresented in the public sector. Um, they tend to go into the private sector for work right out of school, and I firmly believe that we need to do things differently to attract them to con- want to come and work in government. And so I wanted to talk about that because I hear a lot of people saying that millennials, they don't want to stay long, they never want to have a government job because that's like a career job, which it doesn't have to be anymore. You don't have to stay in government your entire career. And that also, you know, oh, they just... You know, they don't they don't really want to, you know, give back or, um, you know, have a 40 year career or whatever. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Of course they do. They're actually more conscious about, you know, giving back to their communities or to their government or whatever it is. In my opinion, we just don't create opportunities for them to do that. So I wanted to bring you here because people look at our team all the time. They're young, they're hip, they're cool, right? <laughs> yeah. And I am not in the millennial category. I want to make that clear. So, um, so you are all very cool. And I just luckily get to work with you every day. But people are always like, oh my gosh, your team is so hip and cool and they get it. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, not just because you're millennials. You're also like incredibly creative, amazing, fantastic people. But I think yeah, you should be hiring young, innovative, creative minds in government. What do you think about this topic? I think there's a stigma, and that's what probably prevents a lot of that from happening. And I mean, you, you know firsthand, because when, you, when, when I came to work here, I didn't want to work here because it was government at first, and it wasn't until I met the team that I was really like, oh, okay, this isn't like your typical government job or whatever. Because if it would have been, I would, I definitely wouldn't have taken the job. Yeah. And I think that that just is kind of like pervasive. Like millennials, like you said, they're the most, I think, socially minded generation. And so we want to do something to, to make a difference. We want to do something that's important. And I think in government right now, unless you work for like an agency like Gilbert, where that's kind of at the the top of mind, it's that whole government moves slowly, there's a lot of bureaucracy, there's a lot of whatever, you're not going to make any kind of change happen unless you run for some kind of office or have some kind of direct, you know, political power, I guess, in in that sense. Um, And so even, you know, when I came to work here, that was one of the big things is like, I, I want to do something to make a difference, specifically in the town where I live. Uh, and I don't think that if it was any other place, I would have come work here. Mm-hmm. I think local government is the perfect place for millennials to make that difference. But I, like Derek said, the challenge is um, 
most organizations aren't flexible, right? They mm -hmm. require them to be here during certain times of the day, whether that's, you know, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. here. Um, they clock in, clock, clock out. Clock in, clock out. They don't allow them to work from a coffee shop if they need some inspiration or work from home if they have an appointment that they have to be home for. And, you know, that flexibility is really key for millennials because we can't just sit in an office all day long. Like that just kills any creativity or any passion we have for our work. And so I think organizations, if they want to attract more millennials, need to be sure and be very cognizant about that flexibility and ensure that they're offering that tonight. Not just their millennials, because I think everybody loves flexibility. I think just offering that across the organization. Yeah. And millennials are the largest generation in the workforce. They are the future. They will be running our government organizations. Like it's inevitable, right? So why not bring them into the fold early in their careers or when they're younger? Like again, this this is an, an an inevitable change that is happening. And yet I always love to talk about like the jobs of the future and creating places that people would want to come. And I know, Melissa, you were saying like in a former employer that you worked with people, they were complaining a lot that, oh, the millennials, you know, they just come in here and then they leave. And I think that's like a huge flag. If people are coming to your organization, obviously something attracted them to it. But once they're in it, they're turning around so fast, like there's something about the organization or the environment that is not conducive to that person. So I think kind of what you guys kind of said is we need focus on creativity, flexibility. And if you don't have that, we like as a millennial, you see a lot of your friends, everyone else doing really creative things, working for startups, creating a business, have the, their own Instagram following, making money that way. So I think millennials just want to be creative, express that way. And if you're going to stifle it, you can go on to the next job then, and that's why people are yeah. leaving. But instead, <laughs> companies, when they see that, they'll say, you know, and I hear this a lot in the, you know, in the government world, local government, especially where, the, oh, they just, they come and they don't stay. It's like, well, they don't stay because they don't like it where you are. Like, because you haven't created an environment for them or a job for them, like you said, to be flexible. And like, it, like you said, isn't that a red flag? Yeah. That yeah, it's really the reason they're not staying is because of you. Like, yeah. and yeah. they think like, oh, they just, they don't want to stay. They just come in. They're, they're entitled. Not I can't mm -hmm. tell you how many times I've sat in interviews and people are like, well, I don't think that the person's going to be here very long. And I always, I always want to say, well, then do something to make them stay. Like, yeah, it's really do weird something to, me. to try to keep them. It's weird like, to me work to, at it, to you know? hear that like the, that's the problem is that millennials are leaving and the, the problem lies with them leaving right. and not with the, the, the organization or the company or whatever. Because, you know, in like I said just a second ago, everybody says millennials are entitled to. But it's like, what do people expect? Like, everybody talks about job loyalty and being loyal to, loyal to your company or whatever, except our entire generation lived through our parents losing their jobs and the mm -hmm. auto industry crumbling. Like, where was the loyalty then? So, like, how, how can they expect us to, to just buy that line of, like, what happened to loyalty? Well, yeah, what happened to it? Exactly. I found this article in Government Executive, and it says, most millennials go to work for their private sector and avoid the government's antiquated systems and rigid hierarchy. But there's no better generation to help lead agencies shift to digitization than the one with both savvy technological capabilities and the passion for social good. And I loved that because I was like, that's exactly what we're trying to do here. People always want to know, if you want to know, if you're listening and you want to know how we're successful or why Gilbert's always, you know, innovating and, you know, kind of reinventing the wheel, it's it's because of the, this exact reason, you know. We embrace these changes. We embrace having new creative 
young, youthful, energetic people come into this environment with their ideas to keep us fresh and up to date. And, and again, you want to talk about innovation. Everyone wants to talk about it. Well, you can't innovate unless you have the right people. And again, we always say people, 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 but it really is so true. And if you have a system that's designed where you're stuck with the same people for 40 years, again, this is 2019, you need to change your system. Like this is not like you don't get your job till you die or retire anymore. Like that's just not the way the world works. And I'm, I say this all the time, like government needs to be able to adapt and change and act the way the rest of the world is. And I, I don't understand this. It's just so like, it's just perplexing to me, you know? Yeah. I think about, um, you know, any millennials who are out there and who may be struggling with trying to get their coworkers who may not be millennials on board with projects that they're trying to get through. You know, when we started social media here in Gilbert, there was so much fear revolving around social media. People were so scared about, oh my gosh, well, what if there are negative comments? What if people say mean things? What if someone cusses? Like all of this fear around social media. And we just had to find a way to kind of ease those fears. We jumped right in and showed people examples of all of the positive energy that was coming out of our social media presence and showed them that we really didn't get, I think in the first couple of years, we had maybe a handful of negative comments that we were able to then address and you know turn our haters into social media fans and community fans of our communities. So um, I think, you know, there's a lot of fear with older generations, um, with what we're trying to do as millennials, but if we can try and overcome them, overcome their fears, that will help us, you know, drive our passions forward. Yeah. Well, I always talk about like the way that industries evolve, like to stay relevant, like you die on the vine if you don't evolve with it. And so there's nothing wrong with, you know, people of those older generations being in these jobs, but they have to be willing to evolve. Right. I mean, again, it's kind of like, I talk about journalism school. Like if we were still teaching our students print media, you know, they're not going to be successful in what they do. And then they, they go out to their careers in journalism and they have to constantly, you know, and a lot of, you think about it, a lot of journalists today were in school and studied print journalism and they're now being asked to make video and, and tell stories digitally and, and learn new technologies. And so we all have to be able to do this in our careers. And so government workers should too, you know. we I talk about the fire department. You know, the fire service is going to change tremendously with AI and the ability of what they're going to be able to do with, you know, sending a robot into a fire and, and actually that probably will make it a safer experience, but you know, it'll still be about people and it always will be about people. But I know a lot of our fire service has told us like, Oh, that's so scary. Like that means they're not going to need us. No, they're still going to need you, but your job is going to look differently. And maybe a lot of those reasons will be for the good. And some of them might not be, you might not like it, but it is happening. Like if we don't, accept that, I mean, you'll just stay stagnant forever. Well, and you have to accept it because not only, you know, we're, we're talking about it in the context of the workforce that millennials are the going to be the biggest component or they are the biggest component of the workforce, but they're also going to be your customers. And so they're going to look, whether you work in government or not, they're yes. going to look at what you're doing, you know, for your employees. And I think Jen brought up a great point about like the fear of everything, because I genuinely do think that that's probably the number one thing that's keeping government so stagnant is fear of everything. I mean, there have been case studies done on numerous private sector companies like uh, W.L. Gore and Netflix and, you know, all these companies where their their entire uh, strategy is all about, like, 
teams self-managing. You know, they're, they, they don't have like that rigid policy against social media or against whatever. And I think that the fear comes in because one person or, or you know, one small group of, yeah, if, if you give somebody enough freedom, somebody eventually will probably take advantage of it. The answer is not to go in the 100% opposite direction and lock everything down. It's, it's still, you, you keep and maintain that freedom, but, but, you know, recognize when somebody is taking advantage of that. And I think if you do that and you let people self-manage, millennials will flock to it. All millennials want is a place where they can feel like they can express themselves creatively and, like you said, Dana, do something important and not be told that, you know, what they're doing. They can't do it because of X, Y, Z, you know, unless it's something that they actually can't do, not because of a policy or because of something else. Like, they just, they want to do something to help, and they're very idealistic about it. Dana, you always say hire good people and get out of their way. Right, let them do yes. what Amen. they're going to do, and that is exactly <laughs> what you need to go. do with millennials: is just bring them on board and let them kind of proceed with whatever their passion is, and let them do what they want to do. I mean, obviously, give them some guidance and direction, like Derek said. But um, you know, I always said when I started here, long almost almost seven, seven years. years this holy summer, cow! I know. Um, you know, I thought I'd be here for three years. Mm-hmm. Local government. I came from private sector. I didn't know think that I was really going to last in local government. Isn't that the Me average too. three years of yeah. like millennials? Yeah, they yeah, work at a yeah. For three I think years. Yeah. three years. That's what I had done with my other job, and I started to get a little bit bored. And I always said, the moment I get bored or I feel like I've had the same day twice, that's the moment I know it's time to leave. And here we are almost seven years later, and you've just given us that type of environment where we could be creative, we have the flexibility, and you've really created this perfect environment for me as a millennial to to still have passion for my job here in Gilbert. And so kudos to you, and I just I hope that other managers out there and other organizations out there embrace that same sort of environment because you – have seen obviously what we've been able to do as a team, as a team of millennials, you can see that in your organization too. Oh yeah. And I thank you. That's so kind. I think I was lucky at 23, I got a job working at MTV and at 25, I was given my own show and money that went along with it. And, and I remember thinking at the time I'm 25 years old, like, do they know what they're doing? (laughs) Do they really know what they're doing? And that environment at MTV Everywhere I looked were a bunch of 20-year-olds. And in fact, there's something trending. I've seen it on Twitter. You send it to me too, of like, where are the people that were at MTV now? You know, all these people that have tracked. But we were all young 20-somethings who were given a ton of opportunity. And that changed my whole perspective and my whole life because I thought to myself, like, wow. Like, again, if you're given something and then to be creative, whatever it is, and people get out of your way. It's amazing what you can do at any age, right? But I want to read you some astounding statistics because this kind of boggles my mind. But millennials comprise less than 10% of IT employees in government, okay? One-third of government IT workers are 55 or older, and there are more federal tech workers over the age of 60 than under the age of 35, Wow. I just don't understand. <laughs> like, I don't understand. This how is that just works. IT I'm talking about. Technology. Uh-huh. Like, not even, I mean, that might make sense in like wastewater or other parts of government, but in information technology. That doesn't even, like, I mean, I don't think that's a big deal as long as, like what you were saying earlier, as long as those people are willing to adapt and learn and, and, but and are grow they? and evolve. Let's look I at mean, what happened yes, with. Yes, realistically, you know, probably not. Yeah. But. 
our health care. Uh, yeah, that or... should that shouldn't be, you know, like the age itself shouldn't be an issue. They're, and I'm not, not even talking about this. here. I'm talking about my experience as you think about going to the DMV or think about, you know, any kind of interactions you have with government at all levels, right? I mean, do you ever feel like the technology is what it is when you pay a bill on Venmo? Like, how hard is this? Voting. Oh, my God. I mean, don't even get me started about this is probably one of the most like topics I'm the most <laughs> passionate about, if you can't tell. But it's like voting. What? Like, how can we not figure out in today's day and age how to make a system? Again, where are the millennials? Where are they? Who, like, where's the job to reinvent the voting system? Like, I seriously would take that job. That's the thing that bothers me the most about this whole thing is that everybody's like, we, there's always conversations about that there need to be more jobs. Like we need more jobs and there's not enough jobs and you know, blah. There are tons of jobs everywhere literally everywhere we just don't want to pay people to do them for some reason or you know people don't want to uh, companies don't want to like invest the money but there are tons of jobs literally everywhere that we could come up with for people for things that we desperately need and voting is just like one of those things i mean we trust online to send money and to manage literally everything in yeah. our lives mm-hmm. <laughs> every single person does they put all their info on facebook but we, we can't figure out a voting system where people can just vote online, then you won't have to worry, you know, no more lines. Everybody gets to vote whether they have a job or not. You can vote from your phone. Yeah, it's crazy. We have, you know, a polling place goes down and then they're like, it's going to be shut down all day. Like it's gone. It's done because we can't get an IT worker out here to fix whatever the system is. And I'm like, this, I mean, this just happened in our last election here in Gilbert, and I was astounded. Like, you've known this day was coming for how long, and you didn't have, like, the right IT support, and you didn't know, like, this is just, it's just mind-boggling to me. And when I read these statistics, I thought in my head, well, okay, if this is the case that more are over the age of 60 than under 35, you're right, it's fine, as long as they're learning to new technologies, they're evolving, but... They're, and you think about them training the other new people that come into the workplace, like what does that look like? You know, how do you, how do you kind of change this? And, and I, I'm not saying I have the answer. I'm just saying I think that this is a, a critical problem that we have. Honestly, I think you can start by just changing it by literally hiring young, innovative, technological minds who have thoughts about how we could improve. It needs to be diverse. Like, you need yes. to have the young people w- working with the yes. people that have the experience have that them have been help here. Them. For, yeah. Yes, yeah. I agree. Like, like that's, I think that's the piece that's missing is you have people that are like entrenched in government because they've been here forever, but they're not willing to kind of hand the reins over to somebody. And I kind of hate being called a millennial because there's such a I'm negative connotation, connotation like, with yeah. it. That's why I, I wanted to it. do that. That's one of the reasons I wanted to do this because I really want to have change people's minds about that and have them think differently about like when I hear, oh no, like we don't want a bunch of, oh, a bunch of millennials are going to come in here and they're going to try to, you know, change everything. And I'm like, awesome. (laughs) You know, why not create those types of jobs in those spaces where they want to come and then stay? Yeah, exactly. Do you, did you guys ever take the um, generations at work training that we had to do here at the town? Mm -mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I was the only millennial in that training class, and they're, like, going through all of these attributes of what a millennial is. We're 
lazy. We want to make a difference. And I'm just sitting here going like, are you How serious? I'm just a person. I'm just a person. How can you be lazy me. and want to make a difference all at the same time? No, but see, this is the same thing. With, it goes for politics too, right? Because you think about the people when, when, when they're like running for office and how they were trying to get younger people to run for office. And I'm like, Again, back to the statistics, who says, and if you look at, like, I I literally finished Michelle Obama's book recently, and she talks about the first State of the Union when she was sitting up tall. She's like, it's an event that I watched on TV my whole life, and I'm sitting up top, and I'm looking down, and it was just a sea of old white men running our country. And, you know, that's changing now. Obviously, we've seen some amazing, young, dynamic people elected, especially this last cycle into Congress, which is awesome but it's the same kind of thing it it applies in all areas like I said it's not just IT I mean and it's not just government work but or public you know anything in the public sector but running for office too it's you talk about elected officials in local councils they're never really representative of the communities that they serve and it's like hmm wonder why and you know again it's a two-way street. Like we need, we need those millennials to turn out, to vote, to participate, to speak up, to engage. You know, we we need that. But I just think, you know, this is such an important topic. And again, especially in government, I saw a presentation at that Smart Cities event that we were at, Derek, where Deloitte talked about the jobs of the future and creating what those jobs look like. Like it might not look like, can't remember what it was. It was like it might not look like a PC tech. Instead, it will look like, you know, a, de- a developer. And, and it was so cool because it was like, yeah, like just because a job's open doesn't mean you keep the job description the same and try to fill it with what you did 20 years ago when that person was hired. Like write a new job description that's modern and interesting and hip. Like, again, not rocket science, but I just don't see this happening. I think that's like the biggest thing is with government jobs is that you have to compete with private industry because if you're looking for a job, you're looking everywhere. And yes. if you don't have a good title, if you don't have a good salary, like why would that person even apply? And then you have the whole other struggle or hurdle to get through is like once you get that person in, what environment are you showing them that they can grow in and want to stay at? Because I think millennials want that commitment, kind of what we like we mentioned before. They want somewhere to grow and stay. They just also want to be challenged and they don't want to be held back constantly because there's other places that you can grow. Totally. Oh my gosh, I love it. That's such a great point. I love all of this. I truly hope that our listeners know, like, I feel like the luckiest person in the world, having an entire team of millennials, I, I must say. <laughs> um, they're fabulous. But, you know, I, I just hope people listening out there can really think long and hard about this because I just, again, I feel so passionately about this. And I was like, oh, this is a perfect uh, podcast topic because it, it keeps coming up. I keep hearing rumblings about this and then keep kind of seeing things in this space with, you know, whether it's running for office, like you said, or or just, you know, the, the basic government jobs. But I think I think we can do better. So you are our future. And I thank you all for everything you do, but for joining me today. This was really fun. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Fired up now. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, thank you to our listeners. Please follow this podcast on Twitter at GovGoneDigital. We'll see you soon from Gilbert, Arizona on Government Gone Digital. Bye.